Hello, and welcome to Connectivity. My name is Nicholas Scott. I am a certified music therapist and owner and founder of Music and Soul Music Therapy and Wellness Services. In today's podcast episode, I wanted to share with you a juicy topic amongst uh, us music therapists, but also possibly with you. Um, the difference between music as medicine versus music as therapy. What is the difference between the two? What is the difference between the two? Music as medicine, music as therapy. What is the difference? What is the difference between the two? <laughs> awesome. What is the difference between the two? So that is what I'm sharing with you today. Often when people talk to me about music, um, they say how music is such a powerful thing for them. They actually define it as their therapy uh, because they find great solace in it. And usually after listening to music, they feel better. So when I look at this and when I hear this, it brings a lot of joy to my heart. Uh, because it demonstrates the inherent value a lot of people, I can even be as bold as to say all people, have <laughs> in music. Um, music is such a wonderful and almost primal resource that we have. Because uh, music has been there since the dawn of time, or at least the dawn of humanity. Um, because we use music in so many different ways in the past. But what makes music medicinal and what makes music therapeutic? Okay, so today I want to just talk about that and talk about <clears throat> the different characteristics that would make music either. So first off, disclaimer, I am not going to use this podcast episode to bash any other ways music is being used medicinally or anything like that. Um, I think there's a lot of promise still in music therapy as a profession. It's still growing. There's a lot of research that's still to be had. And who knows, we may be using music more medicinally in the future. Um, but Let's define what music as medicine is. So what are the characteristics? So when music is prescribed, um, that's what usually makes it medicinal. What I mean by that is it's when types of sound or music is prescribed to assist someone with a specific need. So a great example is the Mozart effect. A lot of parents were prescribed uh, Mozart. They were said, if you give your kids 
Mozart and get them to listen to it, their intelligence is going to increase. Now, this is a pretty bold statement. <laughs> if it were the case, um, and all kids listen to Mozart, I, I don't know if each and every child would be <laughs> shown to have uh, such drastic increase in their intelligence. I think something to really showcase here is that music is a very subjective experience. Each person will experience music totally different. So one person listening to Mozart may find that it improves, you know, their quote-unquote intelligence, while another may say, oh, I hate Mozart, I don't want anything to do with it then in turn, it would not have a good impact on their intelligence. But <clears throat> as a music therapist, something that I ask when I look at music as medicine is, does it actually affect intelligence? You know, there's so many different facets when it comes to intelligence or to specific things. And I'm, I ask, does Mozart actually affect intelligence. And I would say that based on the research, it Mozart doesn't actually have a direct impact on intelligence. Music does not have a direct impact on intelligence. But what I can say is that music does have an impact on brain stimulation. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> If we were to take the Mozart effect and turn it more into uh, music as therapy, <clears throat> I would look specifically at the characteristics of Mozart. You know, I know that specific characteristics of music have an impact on different functions. So, for instance, rhythm. Rhythm is used to promote focus. Rhythm is used to help people emotionally regulate, and rhythm is used to help people come back to a sense of self and a sense of stasis. That I know to be true. So, Mozart. I would have to analyze those piano sonatas, and I'd have to see if, in fact, the rhythm would be able to help someone. And also... Um, because I know music inherently involves all parts of the brain, I can use that knowledge as well to curate and create specific interventions to promote deep brain stimulation, if that is the need, okay? Another example for music as medicine is frequencies. A lot of the time you may go on YouTube and you may find a video that says calming music or binaural beats, or if you listen to 420 or 4 hertz frequency, uh, this is going to impact your love. This is going to impact your uh, confidence. So the thing is, again, as a music therapist, I'm going to look at the inherent qualities of the music, and I'm going to say that it's a bit of a far-fetch to say that this specific music will affect that specific part of you because it's kind of generalizing again it's saying that you know 
um, this music is going to affect all people in the same way. And the thing is, there's not enough research to back that up. And that's what really differentiates music as medicine versus music as therapy. Usually when music is prescribed, it sometimes is saying that this particular piece of music or aspect of music is going it's going to inherently benefit this particular thing. Whereas a music therapist may actually look a bit more under the surface and see what the music is actually going to influence. For instance, with the frequencies and the binatural beats, again, going back to rhythm, they usually have a sustained and uh, structured rhythmic feature to them. That can definitely help in promoting focus as well, and that can also help just motivate you in wanting to do different tasks around the home, which in turn can make you feel accomplished, which in turn can make you feel confident. So <laughs> as you can see, it's kind of like a ripple effect. To say that one piece of music will affect and help you with one specific area like confidence is a bit of a bold and generalized statement. But if you break down the music for the qualities that it has, and confidence is the therapeutic goal, self-esteem, then maybe you would add affirmations or create different interventions that utilize that music because maybe the person enjoys listening to it. Um, then you could utilize that music to... Uh, create music therapy interventions to support that person with that need. When I look at music as therapy, the characteristics that come forward are that it's systematic, it's goal-oriented, it's organized, it's knowledge-based, and it's regulated. <laughs> um, oftentimes when music is used as medicine in different sound therapies and things like that, um, it's not at a point yet where that practice is regulated. Not at a point yet where enough research has gone into it to actually say that that frequency does, in fact, impact the feeling of confidence, okay? Or that Mozart does impact intelligence, right? It's, it's more about going specifically into what aspects of the music are helping that person and it with music therapy being systematic that's what i'm looking for i'm assessing the person i'm assessing them specifically for their needs and i'm also creating therapeutic goals based on that assessment and music interventions based on that assessment that will help that person with those different areas of functioning. Now, right now, we know that music has impact. Research shows that music does have impact on different areas of needs or different life domains and particular areas of functioning. 
So for instance, the Canadian Association of Music Therapists define music therapy as a discipline in which certified music therapists use music purposely within therapeutic relationships to support development, health, and well-being. Music therapists use music safely and ethically to address human needs within cognitive, communicative, emotional, musical, physical, social, and spiritual domains. So we know that music does actually impact cognition communication, emotions, and also we can use music interventions to deepen your relationship to music and learn how it could be a resource to you. We know that it also impacts motor functioning. We know that it inherently impacts um, socialization skills and helping people socialize, and it even can support people in expressing their spiritual needs. So with that being said, as you can see, we these are what we know music to support, right? When we look at music as medicine, there's a lot of sweeping um, statements that may not fully um, be researched. But again, if I look at those musics, that are being prescribed as medicinal, um, I may look at the specific attributes of that music and see if the person likes it, if it's familiar to them, they will probably have, it, the music will probably have more of an impact on them than music that they don't like. Because, of course, preferred music just stimulates the brain more. Um, and also... Um, I know that that will have a more positive response. Um, so with that being said, I can then tailor those familiar music interventions to meet these specific needs as defined in the definition. Something else that I want to highlight is that music therapists have a lot of training. Um, we are regulated by an association and the training involved is quite extensive. Typically, music therapists need at least um, a bachelor's degree in music. They need to have a very solid and good understanding of music. And then they then need to go and study how to apply music therapeutically. And that's typically another two years of study where they will do the coursework to learn about counseling skills, learn about what specific research there is on music and its different domains, uh, sorry, its different effects on different areas of functioning, and so forth. Plus, <laughs> uh, all music therapists will then need to... Um, showcase that they have a thousand plus hours of direct client contact um, that they've done through internships. And those internships usually are with different populations like children with varying needs, adults with varying needs, and older adults with varying needs. So it's a bit extensive. And that's the beauty of music therapy. It took what is medicinal 
and it looked at it, and it asks, okay, something's going on for this person when they listen to this music, so what is it? And they do research on it, and then we were able to see that music does have impact on people and different areas of functioning, but we made it more specific. And we honed in on the specific areas that it helps. So, yes. Although, <clears throat> I'm not trying to bash music being used medicinally. What I'm trying to say, though, is that it's a bit more complex. Um, it's difficult to say that one piece of music is going to affect everyone the same way because music is such a subjective experience. One thing that one person loves may not affect someone else in the same way. As music therapists, we know that. I know that. And because of that knowledge, I know that I need to actually cater the music interventions to meet the specific needs of each individual or group that I'm working with. So as an example for music therapy, like an intervention that I may do, um, let's take the song La Isla Bonita by Madonna. Now, if I were to say this was medicinal, right? If I were to use the song medicinally, I may say, oh, this song, it's a love song and it's gonna promote feelings of love in you. And it's going to, um, you know, just make you feel good, right? Now, that may be the case. But as a music therapist, I may ask you to go a bit deeper <laughs> and ask yourself, okay, what's the rhythm doing? Ah, the rhythm is structured. It's causing my heart to slow down. Or, oh, I really like these lyrics. I can relate to these lyrics because of this past experience I had. And then the dialogue is started. And then, you know, the therapy happens. <laughs> so with this, I'm not gonna ask you to really go deep, but listen to the song and just observe how it feels to you. Um, and let's go. <laughs> Last night I dreamt of San Pedro Just like I'd never gone I knew the song A young girl with eyes like the desert It all seemed like yesterday Not far away Tropical, the island breeze All in nature, wild and free This is where I long to be La Isla Bonita and when the samba played, the sun would set so high, ring through my ears and sting my eyes with Spanish lullaby. I fell in love with San Pedro. Warm wind carried on the sea, he called to me. Te dijo te amo. 
I prayed that the days would last, they went so fast. Tropical, the island breeze, all in nature, wild and free. This is where I long to be, la isla bonita. And when the samba played, the sun would set so high, ring through my ears and sting my eyes. You're Spanish, lullaby. I want to be where the sun warms the sky When it's time for siesta, you can watch them go by Beautiful faces, no cares in this world Where a girl loves a boy and a boy Loves a girl Where a boy loves a boy and a girl loves a girl. Last night I dreamt of San Pedro. It all seemed like yesterday, not far away. Tropical, the island breeze, all in nature, wild and free. This is where I long to be, La Isla Bonita. And when the samba played, the sun would set so high, ring through my ears and sting my eyes. Spanish lullaby. Tropical, the island breeze, all in nature, wild and free. This is where I long to be, La Isla Bonita. And when the samba played, the sun would set so high, ring through my ears and sting my eyes. Spanish lullaby. So me personally, I just, I love that song. Um, <laughs> but this is the beauty of music. It's so subjective. So again, like as medicine, I may say, oh, because it talks about a lullaby, um, the, the music is soft, it's slow. It's going to put me to sleep, right? For someone else, it may not. And I think that's the biggest thing to, that's the biggest differentiation, is that music is medicine. Typically, we'll say, again, a blatant statement about something and say that it, it will work for anyone. Music therapists take it a step deeper. We look at it specifically. We look at what areas this song is really actually affecting. So for instance, the rhythm, it was a bit faster, so maybe it made you want to dance rather than sleep. Or maybe it did have a calming effect on you. Maybe there's lyrics that you like. Like, for instance, um, something that music therapists do a lot is something called a song parody, where they'll take song lyrics up from the song and change it to make it suit the therapeutic goal. 
So in this case, an example was where a girl loves a boy and a boy loves a girl. Now for me, I also want to be a bit inclusive and say where a girl loves a girl and a boy loves a boy. You know, I just changed it a little bit to make it apparent to all orientations. But see, that's something that I did. And if I was working with someone where that was important to them, we may do something like that. So at the end of the day, either music as medicine and music as therapy, neither are better or worse than one another, but one is definitely more researched than the other, meaning that music therapy has a lot more research backing it up than music is medicine. And I think when you are listening to music that's been prescribed to you, just be aware, observe if it actually is doing what um, it's promising you. Yeah. And have fun. <laughs> have fun enjoying music. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, leave me a message via my website, uh, music-soul.online. And if you have any topics that you would like me to cover, please feel free to comment and let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode on music and Reiki. Okay. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Stay well.